Hello, and welcome to the show Gold Squadron Gays. It's the podcast where two Star Wars-loving gays break down each episode of their favorite Star Wars TV shows, while also being gay as hell. I'm your host, Bradley Brower. I'm your other host, Charles Rogers, and uh, we're we're back. We're um, back. Sitting here recording. I got to go a whole month without seeing Bradley's stupid, smug little twink face. Well, to be fair, for viewers at home it's only been a week since they've heard that is true yeah. for us though for us it's been a while since we've hopped on one of these uh podcast recording calls oh my god it, it really has been a long time we probably shouldn't ever do this again like this i mean whereas it's it was fun and it was nice that we had this, it was like, nice a break was a, nice a vacation um i don't know if it works in the long term because i feel like we're almost not out of practice but like it's like right right i feel we're lucky that moon knight is coming out right now as we're recording because gold squadron gays like deep lore here when bradley and i first started recording the show we were still trying to find our podcast voices uh and particularly we were trying to work out like our verbal back and forth with each other so a lot of times we would hop on to do the recording and then we would spend about 30 minutes warming up by talking about WandaVision before we even got into the Star Wars episode. Yeah. Like that was how we how we like developed our back and forth. Then we'd be like, okay, we're we're into it now. Let's hit the recording. Let's do the Mandalorian. <laughs> we do have a few few housekeeping things. We're going to pre-record a few of the next few episodes. So up front. For the next four words, let me try this again. So just to be upfront, here's the plan. For the next five weeks, we are going to cover the last five episodes of the Clone Wars micro series, the ones from 2005. We have another week of a bonus thing that we're still talking about what we want to do for that. So we're not going to come out and say it because at time of recording, that is a month and a half away. But keep your ear to the ground for that. And then by the time we finish all that, we'll take a week off and then we'll dive into our Obi-Wan Kenobi Zero. Uh, Before we hop into our discussion, though, we have a few housekeeping things. Uh, First and foremost, Bradley, I believe you just had a show premiere. Yeah, so when when were we talking about this? I don't remember what we were. It was I. I think we were doing Bad Batch. Okay. When were you filming? When were you filming this show? Was this? It was last year. Summer. Summer of last year. Summer of last year. Yeah. Bad Batch. You were jetting around back and forth because you were going to like Nashville. Nashville, New York. Random spots. Yeah. And trying to record Bad Batch on the air. And, right. and we mentioned like, oh yeah, when the show comes out. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about <laughs> it. Uh, well, the show's apparently out. Yes. So we're recording um, on April 1st. April Fool's. But this is not a joke. So today they decided to air the show that I was working on um, today on Netflix. Uh, it is called Get Organized, The Home Edit. And it is a reality slash documentary show now because they kind of trying to change it up a little bit this season um that focuses on the social media phenomenon the home edit where the two hosts go to regular people's houses and then also celebrities houses and 
organize their pantry or their closet or their room or whatever. Um, they came to Atlanta last year uh, for the first time. Um, and I was asked to work on the show. And I was like, okay, sure. Oh, he's so um, fancy. He's getting asked to work for things. I mean, asked to work on the show. Have to go and look for jobs like us plebs. Exactly. Um, so they asked <laughs> me to just work. So, so good at what you do. It was only for a week. Um, and I was doing like the basic, you know, kind of get on a show stuff. And then they left Atlanta and it was all hunky dory. And I was like, okay, cool. I, you know, I'll watch the show when it comes out. Um, and then a couple weeks after that, um, they were like, hey, we're coming back to Atlanta to keep filming. Do you want to come back on the show? And I was like, fuck yeah, like I'll get on there, you know? And I worked with them for another week. And then they were like, hey, we're going to Nashville. Do you want to come with us? And I was like, really? Like, I'm not doing that much work. They're like, yeah, but we like you. So just come with us. And I was like, okay. And so for I context, we are trying to review the Bad Batch while all this is going on. So right. all those weekly like back and forth where we're having like days where we're recording on my iPhone, that's all <laughs> happening while Bradley is doing this. Right. And I'm like recording in hotel rooms because now I'm in Nashville. And then they were like, oh, by the way, next week we're doing New York City. Do you want to come to New York? And I was like, uh, yeah, free trip to New York. He's dropping these things on me like the week before. The week before. Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm going to New York. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah. So long story long, we, you know, we, we made it through. We recorded, but. Uh, I did all these shows, um, New York, Nashville. It was so much fun. Um, the the hosts are great. Um, and then we had a rap party in New York. And then I came back to Atlanta and that was that, you know? And I just kind of didn't think about it that much anymore. Because <laughs> when you do a show and you rap your show, you're like, all right, next project. You don't think, you've worked on, you know. You've worked on at least two shows, I think, since then. Yes. So I just finished a show recently that'll come out in a couple months, hopefully. Um, That's definitely different than what I've ever worked on because I only work on reality shows pretty exclusively. This is my first competition show. Um, If you're wondering why I hate Bradley with such an intense passion, (laughs) it's because he works on reality TV. I'll definitely bring up the uh, competition show whenever it airs. I I don't know when, uh, but we just wrapped so hopefully within the next six months it'll come (laughs) so yeah uh the next time um you and your friends are are wine drunk in your apartment and you need some shitty reality television to put on uh get organized the home edit is there Mm -hmm. on netflix for you i personally uh will probably be watching it sometime next week mostly just so i can embarrass bradley with it because that's right what are co-hosts for? Oh, and th- I'm surprising you with this news now. Um, because I just, oh really? I just remembered. Um, I fucking so, hate when you do this, but please continue. I'm not gonna tell you how or like where to get this information, is because especially since I'm recording this and letting other people know. Also, a couple months ago, uh, I, I had told you this that I was asked to help out a friend who was working on another show. Oh, oh, this, this, yeah. I know what you're, I know exactly what you're talking about. So there was another reality show. I looked show. this up now. 
Okay, so there's another reality show that my friend was working on that we both worked on. This is the only reason why I brought this up is because we both worked on Get Organized Together. Um, She was the costume um, department on Get Organized. And so she asked me, she was like, hey, um, I'm filming this show over in Athens. Um, It's a reality show. It's a new reality show. And um, they need somebody to be on the show to be on to go on a blind date with one of the cast members and i was like so why the fuck are you talking to me (laughs) because you're obviously single bradley like i guess so she literally she asked me she's like hey would you mind going on this blind date and i was like uh no (laughs) i was like i do not want to do that no she's like well if you do come or whatever she's like we'll pay you to like you know stay in this hotel blah 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 I was not paid to be on this reality show, by the way. So for all you people out there who ever want to be on TV or you're going to go on TV, you always get an appearance fee, no matter what you're doing. I don't care if you are the lowest of the low being on TV. Like even extras make money. Okay. I don't care if it's 50 bucks a day and a meal or what a normal appearance fee is. If you're speaking on camera is usually around $200 for a appearance fee up to $200. I did not ask for that. <laughs> so I probably should That was a mistake. Um, that um, was definitely a mistake. To be fair, I don't even know if they cut my segment that I was on on this show because I don't watch the show. Um, but long story, even longer, because I keep telling these long stories. Um, I went on this blind date. It was terrible. <laughs> and um, I hope I was giving good face. I was honestly, my thought in my brain when I was on this show and I was at, on this blind date, I was thinking like, okay, this is terrible. I can't believe I did this. I should at least make good expressions or make interesting faces for the camera so that hopefully people will meme the fuck out of me so that I get famous from being a meme or something. So Bradley, uh, Bradley has told me about this. Uh, we, we are not going to say the name of the show on the oh, hell no, it. we're not going to say that. We're not going to say the name of the show, <laughs> but to be clear uh, on the off chance, they do air Bradley's scenes. And you follow me on Twitter. Uh, if I discover this, I will be memeing the hell out of this. There you go. He'll do so it for be, me. That'll be right. the revelation. Here, It'll stand as a, a funny story about you going on a blind date right. unless they air it. And then I'm going to turn it into a meme. Well, I'm hoping that maybe like I said something really funny in the in uh, during the date that hopefully becomes a TikTok sound or something and that people start using that. Because that would be really hilarious if that happened. Um, I would be totally fine with that. Like if I say something really hilarious, if, if so if people randomly find this show and randomly watch it and randomly decide to take the audio and put it on TikTok and then make it a hilarious fucking uh, thing or remix it with a popular song or whatever, I don't know. Do it. Internet, do your thing. Um, and I will collect a check. Thank you. I will... Uh... I will decide between now and the potential airing of this episode, Bradley, how hard I want to bully you and how many people I want to enlist into doing this. I mean, honestly, last time I checked, (laughs) unless you have like some kind of cable or something, you can't watch the whole thing. But if you don't have cable, you can watch like, I think like 
up to eight episodes or something like that of this show. I just didn't want to put in the work and watch the show to see what episode I'm in because it doesn't like clearly state like the thing that's happened, like that date happened in the episode. So I will, I, I will investigate, but it is a funny story. It is a hilarious story. Uh, Speaking of things that we are not going to be talking about (laughs) after talking about reality TV for 10 minutes, uh, we have seen the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. We have thoughts on the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. We're not going to share those thoughts here. And I'm bringing this up because we've gotten some new listeners since the last time we had a currently airing show. So we do know about the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer. We've seen it, but we always do an episode zero before any of these shows start. And we recap all the marketing that's come up to that point, all the speculations come up to that point, any trailers they've released up to that point, that's when we cover it. So expect us to talk about Obi-Wan Kenobi, in part because we're recording two or three of these tonight and then two or three of these in a week or two. But they have to be sort of timeless, so expect us to talk about that trailer a little further down the line when we talk about the Obi-Wan Kenobi episode zero, where we talk about all the marketing. As far as other stuff, Star Wars Celebration. Uh, so I, I've announced on Twitter, I will reiterate here and do the official announcement here that I will be there all four days because I live uh, roughly an hour away from the Anaheim Convention Center. I got a four day pass and took the time off work. Nice. Bradley will not be there, uh, which frankly is probably for the best. I'll be there um, in Force Ghost spirit. But he'll be I... there in spirit. He'll be there. <laughs> frankly, Bradley, if if we were there, I would be spending most of the time trying to find creative ways to like either shove you off of the Anaheim Convention Center or like <laughs> shove you into attractive older rich men. Oh, oh I would to try to sure get podcast funding. And frankly, these two things would both be incredibly oh. distracting. I would probably just end up making business cards for us and being like, watch uh, Gold Squad or listen to Gold Squad and Gaze on Apple Podcasts and just drop them all on the floor. <laughs> like as I walk if around anyone, the convention center. If anyone does know where to make custom masks though, because masks and vaccination is required. If you're going to go to Celebration this year, mm-hmm. I kind of want to get a Gold Squadron Gaze custom mask oh, to wear around so that, that people cool. can easily identify me because unless you follow our TikTok, or my personal Twitter, you really don't know what my face looks like. Right. So it'd be hard to identify me, but I will be at Star Wars Celebration. You can find me. I will be wandering around all four days. Uh, Wherever the collection of the hottest men is, Mm -hmm. you will find me orbiting kind of off to the side watching that. And finally, Bradley, before we dive into the the Clone Wars microseries, I have a story for you. Oh, okay. Only 15 minutes later, but that's fine. Only 15 minutes later. <laughs> well, you I, know, I don't care. You, I, I don't promise care. you the story is worth it. So I recently flew to Pennsylvania to see my best friend and his girlfriend. Um, okay. I hadn't seen them since uh, 2017, so it had been almost five. No, 2019. So it had been almost three years since we had been in the same room together, uh, all three of us. And the last occasion was not an occasion that was fun for any of us so I went down there I flew down there for the weekend to hang out and the first night I was there my best friend was still at work so his girlfriend and I went and had dinner together complained about him relentlessly then went back to the apartment to wait for him and we were having a conversation and somehow it turned to the subject of their bookcases they've got in their main room they've got bookcases like lining the room full of books and dvds and things like that 
And somehow we got on the subject of these bookcases and somehow we both were like, didn't I like loan you guys a book back when we all lived in Atlanta together? And we start going through these bookcases meticulously to try to find anything that looks like it might be a book that belongs to me. We did not find that. What we found instead was... I sort of reached in and pulled it out when I saw it because I was a little bit confused. I was like, does he have the case? Like, what's going on here? I pulled it out. He's like, no, he's actually got this. My best friend, as it turns out, has the original trilogy on VHS from before it was altered. He has the theatrical cuts. No. Yes. He's just had them sitting on his shelves. What? For like the last five years and i have never noticed and he has never brought it up you're like can i take these (laughs) i oh no i like i put it back on the shelf like very carefully and i turned her i was like do you understand what you have here right (laughs) you have like the holy grail of star wars copies you have the theatrical cuts you all of them all of them oh my god they need to go yes. to Goodwill immediately and buy a VHS player and, and right? a recorder or something so right. they can digitize it. Like, I was like, you need to digitize this shit immediately. Yes, immediately. Yeah, they've got it. It's just it's sitting on a shelf. It was uh, one of his parents owned them and, and wow. had passed them on to him. I'm like, we should buy a VHS player so I can watch them. Just so you can watch them, yeah. Well, because I actually, I pulled out my phone to text you. And then I went, no. No, save it. No, I need to get his live reaction. (laughs) Save it for the podcast. Save it for the podcast. So yes, that is the story I wanted to tell you. Bradley, ready to dive into uh, the Clone Wars micro series chapters 21 through 25. Now you have watched the whole thing, yes? Yes, I've watched the whole thing finally. Yeah, I think when we left off on the last episode, um, I had not watched this group of episodes yet, so... I had sort of teased you because for mm-hmm. context, I've, I watched these as a kid. Bradley's never seen them. I told you that, that this bat, final batch of five episodes is not going to be what you think. Right. And was I correct on that? You were, you were definitely correct. Um, because I, I thought it was just going to be like, I, I guess I thought it was going to be like the first well, we'll call it the first two seasons because I guess technically they were released in seasons. One hour movie and one hour movie. This second one hour movie felt longer. <laughs> Essentially, I mean, it felt more like a cohesive story or like stories. Yeah, it's, it very much was when they released it because they, mm-hmm. they, they had 12 to 15 minutes to work with as opposed to right. three to five. They right. had 12 to 15 minutes, so they could really slow down. And like, especially when we get into like chapter 24, chapters 23 and 24, especially, yeah. especially 24, like especially 24 when they're doing the chase sequence. Yeah. I believe it's 24 where they're doing the chase sequence. They really got to slow down and it feels a lot more like tense. Like the the first volume is all action, 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 because this is three to five minute segments. Right. And they got to do a lot more dramatic stuff in the second batch of them because they just had more time in the episodes. Yeah, no, my um, this reminds me of uh, some of my fa- one of my favorite episodes of um, Adventure Time. There's a joke in the beginning of the episode where um, you have uh, the two main characters, Finn and Jake, and they're about to go into a dungeon. And he's like, 
I don't know. Should we really go in there? And he's like, yeah, it'll only take about 11 minutes. Oh my and God. It cracked me up because it's like, technically, you know, a 15 minute episode is really 11 or so minutes because of ads and stuff, right? Or um, commercial breaks. Um, and so same with like, when you do a, you know, a 30 minute show or a, a 45 minute show, which is really an hour show, you know, it just depends on what you're watching, but these definitely felt like a true cartoon because they were essentially 15 ish minutes a piece. Anytime a show gets like meta with its humor, like Arrested Development doing the bit in the final season about trying to fit 22 houses in like a plot that's meant for like, or like trying to fit like 22 in a plot that's meant for 19 or something. It's a riff on the fact that they cram, they shortened the season. So they had to cram everything. I mean, right. I just love jokes like that. Those exactly. are just wonderful. All right. So if you are watching along with us at home, today we are going to be talking about chapter 21. So I wrote down the time codes for this last batch. Nice. So last time I gave you the rough plot points, but I can now give you the time codes. Cool. So we are watching zero, zero uh, minutes and zero, zero seconds up through 12 minutes and 49 seconds. To, if you're watching, if you want to watch along with us, pause, go watch 13 minutes and come back. It begins with the clones and it ends with, uh, according to my notes, right before the, uh, the very obvious character model change. It's like R2 and Anakin fly off and that's the end of this episode. There you go. Okay. It's 12 minutes and, and 49 seconds in. Cool. So Bradley, what, what did you think of episode one or episode chapter 21 but episode one of this third season um so this one you know essentially picks up where the last one left off where uh we had grievous um kind of essentially slaughtering <laughs> the rest of the jedi um and then we have you know this one starts off with the arc troopers kind of coming in to save them from Grievous. I have a and... fun story about this, but I want to hear your impressions of the episode before I tell you the fun story. Okay. Um, I like it because a couple things. So one thing I liked was I liked how they didn't kill off our two, I, I would say named Jedi. I think in the, the group of Jedi that are there, I think only the unnamed ones or the like kind of the random ones are the ones that are killed. Three of them survive. Shakti, right. Ayla Sakura, and Kiari Mundi, who we all right. know have to survive. Right, they're because in they're Revenge in of the Revenge Sith. of the Sith. Exactly. Well, I think Shakti is only in the deleted scene, right? Shakti is a very complicated relationship with Revenge <laughs> of the Sith. <laughs> but, um, but yes, theoretically, I'm sure if they had at least a script or something from Revenge of the Sith, they knew like, okay, these three people cannot die. So they have to be alive in this. They did. This came out, I believe. Did this come out before or after Revenge of the This is the thing Charles didn't look up. Oh, there you go. This is the thing Charles didn't look up. Let's look up real fast. Yeah, when did this come out? I mean, uh, I have the... Uh, the air air date is march 21st 2005 so if that helps you okay so this aired march 21st 2005 revenge of the sith released may 15th 2005 damn okay so, so there this you go series looks like uh chapter 25 which was the final chapter 
aired March 25th. So yeah, literally this, this rolled up. But here's the thing, right, about spoilers. And we've mm-hmm. talked about this on a previous episode that I then animated into a TikTok. That used to be very like laissez-faire about spoilers. Like if you were a hyperspace club member, you could literally log in and watch them film Revenge of the Sith. I read the first three-fourths of Revenge of the Sith two weeks before it came out in comic book form. Like the Lego Star Wars game came out and you could play through the whole plot of Revenge of the Sith in Lego form weeks before the movie came out. Like they did not care. They were basically just like, yeah, here's what happened to the movie. It's so bizarre nowadays. So the idea that like something could come out and basically be like, oh, here's where the movie starts months before the show, the the actual movie came out. It's bizarre to think about now, but that's just how it was back then is you sort of knew what it was. Yeah, it's it's strange because, you know, they would never do that shit today. Never. Because I don't know why, but like everything has to be a fucking secret now. So... It's the mystery box. It's the fucking mystery box. And frankly, I think it's incredibly stupid and dumb and I've railed against it in the past. I, it's it's ridiculous. Uh, Well, it's kind of like the idea that like, if you know about the plot or you know about the thing, like you won't enjoy it when it comes out because you already knew like what, I don't understand the logic there. Like, just because I know that like, if if you had told me the grand inquisitor was going to be in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show a year ago, you think I'm gonna watch the Obi Wan? I could have told like, you several months ago because I knew several months ago. But, right, but do you think that's still gonna ruin the show for me? No, I'm excited. That makes me more excited. It's a different. It's a different experience. Yeah. If you go in and watch it, Blind. and it's it's yeah. perfectly reasonable to say I don't want to know anything. Don't tell me. Like you, you don't really, you don't want to keep up with stuff. You want to know what's in the official marketing. That's it. And that's a perfectly valid way to see things. But I I dislike the whole notion in general of marketing films as like events where, oh, you've got to come and see. It's going to be surprising. And then it's like it denigrates the film in a way to me because they market it like, oh, you've got to come. And it's you don't appreciate the filmmaking as much, in my opinion. If you market as you're there for the, I got to rush out and see this and avoid spoilers, but we need to dive into this episode. So I know, I know. We could talk about other Star Wars stuff forever. <laughs> but, that, that we literally have a podcast. All right, let's dive into this episode real quick. Fortunately, these are, uh, these are short. Yeah. So this whole opening sequence with General Grievous exists mm-hmm. because of Jet Loop. So according to Wikipedia that I discovered while I was researching, I will actually just read from the Wikipedia. When Gendy Tartakovsky and his team began working on the episode, George Lucas's first instruction to the crew was to resolve the Hypori storyline the crew had begun in Chapter 20. He specified this because his son Jet was eager to find out how that particular story ends, as there were originally no plans to continue the series beyond Chapter 20. So Jet Lucas was like, um, how about we don't cliffhanger this shit? And George was yeah. like, okay, damn, I'll get my entire animation studio that I have working on me to do this. Yeah, now that I think about it, okay, you can actually, what's funny is you can break up this chapter into about four to five mini chapters, which is hilarious because that's essentially all they're doing is combining. Like, they're like, they're ticking know. boxes of where they have to be to get to Revenge of the Sith. There's a few right. points I'm going to note that they're ticking boxes. Mm-hmm. to be like okay we got to move this along we got to move this along we got to move right. this along because remember when they were making seasons one and two they didn't know the plot of revenge of the sith and now right. they know the plot of revenge of the sith gotcha. so they're having to like rush things along they're having to like explain some of the choices they made especially with anakin yeah 
in the first two seasons because like oh now we know what happens in revenge of the sith yeah you almost like i feel like this chapter alone is just them being like setting up like okay let's just conclude everything that we need to conclude and make sure you know all the information you need to know to for like the next few chapters because the next few chapters are going to explain what's going to happen in revenge of the sith so like let's go (laughs) the next few chapters are the actual plot yeah and this one was basically like uh we need to a summary episode almost (laughs) real fast move us to the point where we can actually like do that plot so we start off the the opening sequence is like bradley said a bunch of arc troopers run up save kiari mundi shakti ala sakura from grievous uh it's a very cool sequence we finally got a clone head it's the back of the head for two seconds but that literally was the opening shot i was like ah yes there is a clone head there's a person under there there's a person under there yes finally the show is acknowledging that uh this gentleman's name is commander fordo is this red arc trooper's name commander frodo okay Commander Frodo, yes. Uh, He's going (laughs) to carry the ring through the last few chapters. I don't believe he had a name in the first two seasons, but he has one here. Got it. Um, Doesn't look like he's shown up in anything really except for this. So, but he's our main clone. Cool. For these few episodes. I love how dumb the droids are because the ship flies over and drops the, the, the little bombs and they all just like look at them for a second and then start shooting. It's like, Babes, they were flying over you for a good chunk of the time, and you only notice when they drop the bombs on you. Although, speaking of the bombs, uh, I love the ship, and I love the clone weapons in this. I do like the ship because it reminds me of Rebels a bit, with where you a know, bit with the with the like the nose art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's very like Sabine that. Wren. It's the yeah, type very of thing Sabine. That Sabine Wren would do. It's like, it's the precursor to like the nose art that we're going to see in like the 2008 series. Grievous fighting with his legs is really weird to me. I love it. It's so weird. I love it. I love Grievous it. Grievous, because so I, want, I want Grievous to pull out more legs. That's how much I love it. Um, well, good news. <laughs> Later on uh, in the, the final episode, he will in fact pull out more appendages. <laughs> more appendages. Great. Because they realized, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> he can split his arms apart that's right i I do find it super interesting right as they're rescuing them kiari mundi really wants to go after grievous mm-hmm. and fordo's like uh you have wounded and they will die without right. medical treatment it's curious to me that kiari mundi is the one who's like oh no we got to go after grievous because that seems like a very un-jedi thing to do yeah i guess he's just kind of like i don't want to say he's not grieving, but I think he's blinded by not rage, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like one of those things where like, you're so distraught because he just lost three Jedi in front of him. Right. One of them looks like it might be the same species of him and like slash was his Padawan or something like that at some point. And then the other one was just a younger Padawan, obviously that was crushed to death. Right. <laughs> oh, I think it's an interesting choice because it sort of highlights more of the Jedi losing themselves in yeah. the war, which is something that this series doesn't have a lot of time to explore. Right. Like something that the Clone Wars series, the 2008 series portrayed really well. And I thought that a lot of the media leading 
up to then the original Clone Wars multimedia project didn't really cover is the whole idea of this is not how the Jedi are supposed to be. This is not what they're supposed to be doing. And it's a problem and they don't notice until it's too late because they really believe they're doing the right thing. I just thought it was a really interesting character choice. Yeah, and I'm not trying to jump ahead, but when they have the council meeting, you see similar flashes of this too, where they're all kind of like bickering about like what it means like to be a Jedi or to, to go through the trials and do something like the Jedi way or something like that. It's just interesting that they're arguing about that. But then, yeah, I mean, you have this tiny, tiny little character beat of, now we have to kill him. No, no, that, that's not what we do. No, well, we don't. That's as good a segue as any, uh, because we move on, we get like, we get like a little vision of, of like little Anakin, like little Phantom Eddie? and his Anakin. Look, I mentioned I mentioned in an early episode, I will mention again, and I will mention another time throughout these recordings, that anytime something from episode one shows up, that makes me very happy. Very happy. And the reason is because episode one was shit on relentlessly. Like it was the butt of every joke in the early 2000s. People have kind of a nice appreciation for it now, but back then, and part of the reason I don't like Attack of the Clones, and... We won't get into my complicated feelings on Attack of the Clones, but part of the reason it grates me a little bit is I feel like some of the things in it were a response to criticism of the Phantom Menace that they backpedaled and they tried to like erase a lot of that. Like the whole thing with Machete Order is you remove episode one entirely from the order. Which and I disagree with. I 100% disagree with. I disagree with that. Yeah. So anytime that they bring up something from episode one in the supplementary media like this, I'm like, yes. You're acknowledging that episode Dang. one happened. Uh, but we get the vision of little Anakin and then we move on to this council meeting. Before we go too far into that, explain to me something about this vision. Because I'm not quite understanding how it's possible. Uh, it's um, Yoda is seeing a vision of Qui-Gon having Anakin go into the Dagobah tree. Right. But when like, the fuck did he have find the time to do that between the time he found Anakin and the time he fucking got oh, okay, killed okay. by Darth So Maul. it's it's not actually <laughs> happening. It's, okay, it's okay, metaphorical okay. for Yoda oh, to show Yoda okay. that Anakin needs to be tested and Qui-Gon's oh, faith in him is what is driving him forward and should be trusted. I, it, I just thought it was weird because they bring up Qui-Gon a little bit later they do um, Qui-Gon is all over these episodes that's like, why I'm like confused because I was like this is a weird thing that they're showing us but then uh, not again not to jump ahead but when Anakin's like you're not Qui-Gon Jin, bitch you knew Qui-Gon for like two weeks at most yeah and like why would he even care it's interesting because the first two seasons Obi-Wan is just a dick to Anakin the whole time. If you're watching it all in order, like we have been, the first time Anakin genuinely makes Obi-Wan shut the fuck up is when he says, you're not as good of a master as Qui-Gon would have been. Because that's a genuine concern for Obi-Wan that he kind of got paired up as the leftover. Right. Qui-Gon should have been the one to teach Anakin. But Obi-Wan kind of had to step up and do it. And Obi-Wan feels inadequate. So it's like the first time that manages to hit him. I love just the presence of Qui-Gon in volume two. Mm-hmm. Just he he only physically appears the one time in the tree, but he's mentioned a bunch right. throughout the entire thing. And like you feel his impact on the world 
in a way that a lot of Clone Wars media didn't acknowledge at the time and still doesn't acknowledge. Yeah, I almost feel like he's been so left out of the series as a whole, like because he's in Phantom Menace and he dies in Phantom Menace. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> spoilers he... spoilers for the phantom menace that came out in 1999 <laughs> um spoilers yeah it is kind of weird because he's such a prominent like idea and character in this that affects things that happen later on that he just gets silenced in that movie and because it was a movie that people not, weren't necessarily fond of at the time like he just gets forgotten in the other media so i feel like we're almost at a point in time where we kind of need a Qui-Gon renaissance like I feel like we need him to come back in some boy I have some good news for you (laughs) Uh, Master and Apprentice is a very good book guys by the way uh, by Claudia Gray but then also we are getting a new Qui-Gon book actually Um, Padawan is going to have Qui-Gon in it because they're releasing a lot of Obi-Wan material to tie into Obi-Wan and one of them is a book about when he was a Padawan still no story about what happened with Satine which I believe is intentional because we all know that if they told the story of Obi-Wan and Satine, they would have to tell us that Corky is Obi-Wan and Satine's son. (laughs) And they don't want to do that. They're cowards. They are cowards. And they don't want to reveal what we have all figured out, those of us who see the truth, that Corky is in fact Corky Kenobi. Do not give me that look at the Zoom call, Bradley. <laughs> so what happens? So what happens when Corky shows up in Obi Wan Kenobi show, and you're gonna like, um, are you gonna shake your pants? I I do, I do. That is exactly what happens. Uh, I will lose my mind <laughs> if we go through the Obi Wan show with no mention of Satine. I will set myself on fire. But speaking of things that Satine is not in, we move back to the council meeting. Good segue. Thank you. Uh, we move back to the council meeting. Obi-Wan's promoting Anakin because, again, he was an apprentice in this. Now we know he's a knight by the time of Revenge insists, so we've real fast got to promote him. Uh, they're having this whole debate. Oppo Rancisis, uh, my enemy, I'm unfairly biased against Oppo Rancisis because I've read Tempest Runner, or rather I've listened to Tempest Runner. And Otto Rancisis shows up as a character in Tempest Runner and interacts with Lorna D in her backstory. Okay. And I'm, I'm not going to spoil it for you, Bradley, because you, you will come back to the High Republic at a point where you're able to do that. Mm-hmm. But So I don't want to spoil it for you, but uh, Oppo Rancisis and I have beef <laughs> over the events of Tempest Runner. So when he starts talking about Anakin in this, I'm like, Oppo, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Shut up. I love his um, fingernails. How are like his fingers are like weird. Yeah, they're like these weird spiral. Like, I don't know. It just looks character wise, design wise. Yeah, it just looks weird. I love it. Love when Star Wars gets weird. But he's the um, he's the like the slug creature he's like the snake guy like you see him like coiled up yeah i did find it interesting i want to talk about mace's line or somebody's line Mm -hmm. palpatine's no it's not mace somebody else says palpatine has been requesting anakin be knighted for months and mace is like palpatine needs to mind his fucking business right he's a political leader he doesn't have any say in jedi matters like girl stay in your lane yes okay Stay in your lane. 
I find this interesting because in Revenge of the Sith, Palpatine meddling in Jedi business is a key thing. So this is like retroactively trying to be like, oh, Palpatine's been meddling in because we know what the script mm. for Revenge of the Sith is now. Mm-hmm. Whoops. <laughs> I, I find that just super interesting. I also wonder if that's not some of the hesitation in knighting Anakin because Palpatine wants them to do it. And they're already a little sus of Palpatine because this is the 2003 to 2005 Clone Wars series and we are not subtle. I also think that this is just them, you know, picking and choosing which, you know, laws or mandates they want to follow or traditions they want to follow. You know what I mean? Because like, on the one hand, you know, you could be like, well, Jedis are not supposed to be military, you know, leaders slash power or whatever. They're just supposed to help those in need, not, you know, control armies and stuff like that. And then he turns around and says like, well, we can't make him a Jedi Knight because that's not part of our traditions. Like, what? You're just picking and choosing. You are you are deciding the bits that you, at the risk right. of getting, like, political on the show, Right. you are deciding the bits that you want to keep. Exactly. And uh, you are uh, twisting it to suit your own ends, and mm-hmm. that is a recipe for disaster. Hmm. Maybe the Jedi following the uh, letter of their code and not necessarily the spirit it was meant to invoke is a negative thing. But also like the people saying maybe Anakin shouldn't be knighted. Part of it is they're kind of right. Like they're, 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 they've got the wrong reasons, but they're also kind of right. Like just based on the information of the show, Anakin is a hot-headed, impulsive little bitch like the whole time. Although Obi-Wan Kenobi brings up a good point, though. He's like, I mean, I don't know what the trials are because we never really talked about like in the show or the other show. Um, I think we know what they are from supplemental material, but I'm, okay. like, that's like trial of the flesh, trial of the right. spirit, trial of the but whatever. He, he brings up points like just because he hasn't done traditional like trials doesn't mean he hasn't done trials, right? Like he's he's been forced to do these things that regular padawans don't have to deal with so he had to fight a sith lord on a planet by herself you know what i mean you know what i mean like stuff like that that regular padawans don't have to deal with or he faced count dooku and got his arm cut off like he you know there's other stuff happened to him that makes him a little bit more experienced i think than other padawans i find it super interesting that obi-wan is making these points mm-hmm because one episode ago, last fucking episode, Obi-Wan was like lecturing Anakin to death. Right. Like about he shouldn't have fought that trust. Shouldn't have fought that battle, being correct, but right. lecturing him to death. And now he's sitting in the council being and like using uh, as an excuse. Yeah. Anakin's my best buddy, actually. Right. And like again, we have the script for Revenge of the Sith now. We know yeah. they're supposed to be friends. It's also been a whole entire Whoops. year since I've seen you guys. So clearly, uh, my thoughts it have is changed. Definitely, <laughs> it's definitely not been like five minutes. Right, um, exactly. I don't, I don't know how much time has passed since... Can't be long. It's not that long, I don't think. Since no, because his little his little ponytail is still there, so you know his little Padawan braid. Right. I, yeah, I just find it super interesting that like Obi Wan's done not quite a one eighty, but he's done like a a one hundred, and then like oh, actually, Anakin's totally ready for the trials. When if you look at the events of Volume One, Anakin is very clearly not ready for the trials. 
Yeah. He's like, oh, no, let's just actually skip the trials and make him a knight. But they do ultimately, I guess, Yoda makes a decision on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to Anakin walking down the street. Not even walking down the street. Classic New York shot that is in every New York movie where you have your main character in the center of the street and then everybody else is walking. The crowd is walking. This huge crowd walking with them. They're in the middle of the screen and you can somehow pick them out in the middle of the screen. <laughs> it's got the color like gradient. Yeah. Up it. Oh, it's like rainbow. It's got it's the amazing. weird alien. Like the show is incredibly gay. It's got the weird alien like um, the, 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 the just awesome creatures. All kinds of designs. Yeah. In the shot. Well, if any shot in this whole entire franchise or like this whole thing that they did was Samurai Jack, this would have been it. Like, oh, this yeah. shot alone. I was like, this oh, was yeah. made by the people who made Samurai Jack is like, this right here. Just the cool alien designs, the yep. use of color, the use of like where they placed the different sized aliens. Mm-hmm. Like just absolutely fucking beautiful like absolutely beautiful like we're not going to talk about specific aliens this shot because i could probably do a 45 minute episode on this one shot remembering guys that we do record these up we are recording these episodes in batches so sometimes we get to do a live like the thing charles fucked up (laughs) we don't have a thing charles fucked up but charles scrolled down to see if he could find some trivia and he actually was looking at the behind the scenes section and it actually addresses a question we literally just had, which is when does this council meeting take place? Oh. So originally as scripted, it is placed directly after the events of season one. Okay. However, there was another novel that came out called Jedi Trial. And in Jedi Trial, according to Wikipedia, some stuff happens where Anakin's like not quite a knight yet, but it leads up to that knighting. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's about how he reaches that point. So this meeting in the Legends canon was moved to after that novel in order to not contradict it. Mm. So it's both actually. Okay. I prefer something else being in the middle because otherwise it makes no goddamn sense. Returning to the street, uh, Anakin is followed by a mysterious figure, clearly doing an Asajj Ventress kind of bait and switch here. It is revealed to be Padme. They make out for a bit and then they have a really fucking dramatic conversation where Anakin's like, we mustn't hide our forbidden love. (laughs) What then will we do? And Padme's like, I'm going to be the most reasonable person in this entire like fucking show. And, and just explain to, like, he's over here doing this swanning dramatics. And when she starts talking, I'm like, oh yeah, no, everything she says is completely correct. Well, she talks, it's so funny. Cause like, he's so dumb. Like she's literally like, dude, when the war is over, then we can deal with our relationship thing with the Jedi. Like we can figure it out. Like he's like, oh my God, like if we don't do this, we don't figure this now, we're never going to get to be together forever and love each other forever, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no, we can, we can just wait until the war is over. Like do your duty, figure out, you know, the war. And then after the war, well, we'll, we'll tell people, we'll figure it out. He's also like 20 in this and no shade, to people listening to the show in their their early 20s because i do know it's a sizable portion of our demographic 
I have met straight men in their, their early 20s. And a lot of them are dramatic as fuck. They won't show it, but they are. So this makes complete sense to me that Anakin's like, no, we have to deal with this right now. I've decided to make this a problem. And Padme's like, there's a bigger problem. It's called the war that we're currently fighting. We can deal with it after, maybe solve this first. Uh, then Anakin, like, she made, they're talking about like being in the dark and Anakin literally, oh my God, I, Anakin literally looks at her and goes, I, I don't you like do this. look good in the dark. I, I don't like, like that line. This is a kid show for kids. Okay. Wait, we need to talk about what that, that line even means because here's my issue with that line. I don't know if, maybe I just took it this way, but when you tell someone you look good in the dark, it means I cannot see your features clearly. Therefore, you're attractive. Meaning, I will fuck you because you're ugly if the lights are turned off. Bradley, because I can't tell the difference. Bradley, you talk like somebody who's had the lights turned off on him during sex. You know what I'm saying, though. Like, that is not a compliment. I do. I do. That is not a I good do. thing to Which tell Which is why someone. I'm taking the opportunity to bully you. Anyway, speaking of sex, um, yeah, oh, we'll, shows get to, up. we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> yeah, I heard that line, and I'm like, clearly, it's meant to be like, oh, you look good in the the bedroom dark bedroom right. lights, and I'm like, this is a show for children. And then they immediately start kissing after they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> God, I hate straight people. I hate it. Yeah, see, three PO shows up. Oh and we think, God. oh, good. The awkwardness is over. He shows up. So remember, another thing that I mentioned was that you brought up that he has the silver plating. Yes. In volume one. And I said, well, that's because he has the silver plating in Attack of the Clones. They didn't have the script for Revenge of the Sith yet. Right. So now Which the characters gold. have the yeah. script for Revenge of the Sith. And they've suddenly realized that he needs to have gold plating. <laughs> so they make a point to be like, oh, uh, C-3PO works for a senator now. And so right. uh, obviously he has to have gold plating. Uh, <laughs> and then they're like, why don't you show us the gold plating? And he's like, oh, but I certainly could not. And they're like, I do it anyway. <laughs> he does this fucking like burlesque, like dr- dramatic Anastasia. It's or grandma, it's me. <laughs> Whoever wrote this scene slash animated this scene slash colored this scene (laughs) deserves jail jail dishonor on you dishonor on your family dishonor on your cow like the whole this was so wrong on so many levels (laughs) the way that he slowly reveals his naked body to anakin and it's not even it's not even like a take off your thing and show him your naked body it's literally like he is posed in a feminine like like his arms are in they, his they waist is like, like curved. curves yeah, yes his waist like... is curved and cinched and it's like this sexy like bombshell like pose and <laughs> oh he's God. like oh i'm just revealing my beautiful body like i have nothing to be ashamed of like, like... i jail jail <laughs> There, there's I, your TikTok. I am all, jail look i am all for like sex positivity uh i'm a whore yeah but not for an android 
But um, <laughs> when you're drawing the, the <laughs> droid with the sexy crabs purely so you could do this, oh my god, dungeon like 10 million yeah. years dungeon, yeah. dungeon, no trial. Uh, and then Anakin responds with impressive, most impressive, to which of course I had to write in my notes, we get it, he's gonna be Vader. Yeah, yeah, he's most impressed. Yeah, so that's that uh, scene. You're gonna exist in my nightmares. Also, I laughed so hard I gave myself hiccups. Because <laughs> it's just, I'm it watching is. this it's at ridiculous. work. It's I'm ridiculous. watching this at work because I'd finished my work for the day and I was just sitting around. I'm looking around like, is anybody like near me? Should I be? I'm less worried scrolling through Twitter at work trying to cure these damn hiccups that I've now given myself thinking about this scene. Moving on to the next scene, maybe that will help. Yeah. Uh, so Anakin gets called back. Uh, he has this argument with Obi-Wan that we've sort of already touched on where they have this argument and then Anakin kind of like apologizes and like they're really fast trying to rush them into the relationship they have in Revenge of the Sith. And Obi-Wan's like, we're coming to this dark room. <laughs> and we get to see a Jedi knighting ceremony, which if I'm remembering correctly, this is the first time we've seen that yeah. ever. And we sort of take it for granted now because like it just pops up. Like there's multiple, this this is the knighting that they will use forever. You get like Obi-Wan's like beaming with pride. It's a very nice scene. And then R2 and like R2 rolls up, projects like an image of Padme and then Anakin takes off and R2 is with him now. And this was another thing of volume one. Why is R2 not with Anakin? Because they didn't have the script for Revenge of the Sith. So the characters got the script for Revenge of the Sith and realized that R2 has to be with Anakin now. So R2 takes off with Anakin. That is the end of the episode, unless you have any other notes, Bradley. Um, just the creepy uh, Padme keeping Anakin's braid um, yeah, in, so her in her drawer with all of his teeth. So interesting. <laughs> I skipped a note. <laughs> Actually, I skipped a note that I'm, I'm glad you reminded me of. It's a really interesting musical cue that plays when she puts the thing, it closes the box and puts it away. Did you catch that? They play a few notes of the Vader theme. Oh, that's weird. When she puts the, the locket away. That doesn't make sense. It's a very bizarre choice. And I could overanalyze this. And be like the the transition is is marking the transition to the road that will eventually lead him to become Vader, but it uh, is a stretch. It's a stretch, yeah. So Bradley, you want to talk about some voice actors? Yeah, let's talk about some voice actors. Let's talk about some voice actors. This is the last uh this is the last round of voice actors we did. Uh, okay, cool. what we're gonna do because there aren't really any new ones that pop up i mentioned all the way back when we were covering the mace windu episodes i said mace windu has a really interesting voice actor but i'm not going to tell you who it is yet well in the back five episodes he does actually start speaking so now we can finally talk about who is voicing mace windu here mace windu is being voiced by an actor named terrence carson sometimes credited as tc carson uh you might know him from a few different things but the one that is relevant to us is he was in a show called star wars the clone wars from 2008 to 2020 he voiced mace windu oh so i will never get tired of that joke okay 
So rather like James Arnold Taylor and Tom Kane and some of the others, it's the same guy from same the guy. original Clone cool. Wars series that's okay. voicing that's voicing him here. The other one I wanted to bring up is the guy who is voicing both Otto Rancisis and Qui-Gon Jet. The gentleman's name is, I do I apologize, I'm gonna butcher the fuck out of this. Fred Tatascori. Fred Tatascori. Very, very big voice actor. Uh, Another one who's done a lot of things. He's been on... Oh, he was in He-Man and Masters of the Universe. I did watch the pilot for that. I for, yes. I, I think I... I don't ever think I went past the pilot. I need to go back and finish that. Wait, he was in Revelation? Uh, no. Or the OG show? Uh, the OG show. Okay. He's in the OG show, uh, but he's done a lot of voice work. He was in Star Wars The Old Republic. He's done a lot of Family Guy... Uh, he was in Rugrats, apparently. Another big voice actor, but he's voice acting Qui-Gon Jinn. Cool. And um, Qui-Gon Jinn and Otto Rancis is here. So that is your fun fact of voice actors. I'm just scrolling through trying to find something that I, I super want to shout out. But this guy's been... Oh, he was in Star Wars Resistance. He's was in a couple episodes of that. He's in Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. He's in, uh, he's Master Nostarol. If you play Star Wars, uh, The Old Republic, he's Master Nostarol. Mm-hmm. I just scroll down a little bit to hit the, uh, start hitting the Star Wars stuff, but we got there. Uh, yeah, that's all the, the dude has, has two big, I've been scrolling for like three minutes on his page and I'm in 2018. That's how many credits this guy has. So he's, he's been around the block. He's been around the block. Yep. So, all right, Bradley, final thoughts on uh, chapter 21. Um, I'm excited to move on because like we said earlier on, um, chapter 21 is essentially a end cap of the first two seasons of this show. It's essentially like a, hey, here is the transition point to where the show now jumps forward. Oh shit, we got another season uh, yeah. and we need to real fast get to the point where Revenge of the Sith is. Exactly. So We I, have to explain I, all this now. I liked it. It felt like a little bit of a quick time but it was long enough to where i felt like it was paced well um i think the next couple episodes are better paced because they're kind of just more singular stories they're not two or three stories shoved into one episode essentially so this one feels a lot like a prologue well it also feels like the previous seasons where if if they were like they are on Disney Plus, mashed together as one cohesive thing. This is a similar feel to it. So. All right. Well, Bradley, if you want to go ahead and run the socials, we will see you guys next week for Chapter 22. Thank you for listening to Gold Squadron Gates. Did Charles fuck something up? Email us and let us know at goldsquadrongaze at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at goldsquadgaze. And you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Gold Squadron Gaze. Subscribe to us on YouTube at Gold Squadron Gaze, where we post this podcast as well as exclusive video content. Please join us next week and every week for another episode of Gold Squadron Gaze. Good grief. Well, I'll, be... cut, I'll cut out all your hiccups, so just like, just hiccup and then just. This is gonna be an interesting. This is gonna be an interesting one to try to edit. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Good luck with that.